space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Episode of the Cellcast, the animated series. Joining me today is a man who, well, he always feels like he has to do everything himself. Welcome, Jacob. You're not kidding in some capacities. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Let me introduce my, our co-host, a man who. Uh, I think if he sees another koala, he might go mad. Welcome, Drew. Why is he smiling? What does he know? <laughs> Actually, this has become the fun thing to watch for because we did see a regular koala in the last episode. True. So, yeah. Today, we are, of course, doing Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2, Episode... No, Season 4, Episode 3. Mm -hmm. I got confused. Uh, in the Cradle of Vexleon. Yes. Or Vexelon. We'll say it correctly in a minute. This episode was written by Ben Waller and directed by Brandon Williams. In this episode, Boimler leads his first away mission on an alien megastructure. Uh, in this episode, we have guest cast uh, Phil Lamar as Dirk and Waddy Mail One. Really? Yeah, Phil Lamar. Yeah. He's been on the show a bunch of times. Yeah, I know. I love Phil Lamar. He's a really yeah. good voice actor. Oscar Montoya as Vexelon. Charlotte Nickdow as Meredith. And Nolan North as an additional voice. Oh. He's apparently an extra on this show because he's uh, on like, every episode, but nothing is ever credited to him for some reason. Oh, uh, okay. Trivia for this episode. This episode explores a common trope across the series of a character who must get comfortable quickly with commanding others who is not used to being in that situation. Other examples of this include Spock in the Galileo 7 and Worf in Starship Down. The anomaly storage room aboard the Cerritos includes a Vulcan Lerpa. That's the uh, sword q-tip thing that oh. they fight with in uh, a mock time i think okay yeah that's when that's spock that's fought right. kirk okay got it got it yeah, yeah yeah the nomad probe from the changeling a romulan cloaking device from the enterprise incident a generic klingon batleth that may or may not be the sword of Kalos, a betazoid gift box last seen in haven and a device that seems to function entirely uh, function similarly to the Catan probe from the Inner Light, and of course the Wadi Chula game oh. from Move Along Home. And the, there again, I don't know. I mean, like all I know is like this guy. He saw it. Is like, oh my gosh, I'm geeked out. And I was like, it, what the boy? It, it was a, it was a simultaneous. Oh, it's that thing. Oh no, it's that <laughs> thing. 
I'll explain more on that anyway. Yes. Uh, Rutherford speed runs through all the chops of the Chula seen in Move Along Home, implying that he makes all the exact same moves as Quark does in, in, in moving through the game. After Boimler briefly dies, he experiences a vision of the Black Mountain referenced by Shax after his return from the dead in Will Always Have Tom Paris, and the cosmic koala that has shown up in multiple episodes of Lower Decks. He actually has a line this episode. Yeah. And uh, it's reversed. Hmm. If you reverse it back, he the cosmic koala says, it is not your time, Bradward Boimler. Hmm. Well, obviously, he goes back to life. <laughs> the black and white zigzag floor of the Black Mountain Chalet and the backward speaking koala is a clear homage to the Red Room in Twin Peaks. This is the fourth episode of, of Lower Decks not to feature an opening teaser, making Lower Decks a series with the highest number of teaserless episodes. Hmm. Corazonia is, a, is Star Trek's first ring world planet. Mm -hmm. uh, the power cores on Corazonia installed during Starfleet's first contact with the planet are similar in design to the warp core aboard the Enterprise NX-01. Hmm. And... Uh, in the last episode, we learned that Billups had a pet dragon growing up called, sorry, two episodes ago, a pet dragon growing up called Fiddlesticks, and now we discover he has a pet ferret named Lancelot. Lancelot, who normally sleeps in his snuggle tower in Billups' quarters, apparently does not much like Rutherford, and the feeling is mutual. So if the, if the ferret's name is Galahad... No, the ferret's name is Lancelot. Lancelot. That's what I meant to say. Lancelot. So is he is he going to betray his owner at some point? Maybe. Maybe. Just based I mean, on the name. I mean, he's not in the... Uh, he, 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 for the most part, is not under the control of his owner that is throughout true. most of this. But either was, way. Yes. What are your thoughts on this episode? This was interesting. This was... You get Boimler in a situation he's not used to in mm -hmm. a command situation. And, of course, he doesn't want to put anybody else in danger, so he's going to try to do everything himself. Right. And uh, the the Vulcan, what is her name? Talyn. Talyn. It's just like trying to tell him. It's like, it's like you know, let let the, let these guys do, do the job because that's what they're here to do. Mm -hmm. But Boimler is just like, no, be like, let me do it. Be like, I, I can do it faster. I can do this and this and these having to learn to like trust in other people. And I, I enjoy that be like, cause for once uh, this is more the, this is more like the B story to the A story. Yeah. Right. Okay. And correct. Well, that's me. the thing is I'm not sure what I think. I think technically the ring world is the A story, yeah. but there's two different stories yeah, there's two in, different stories. on the ring world. Cause you've got the captain trying to do tech support which you thought she would have learned by now yeah to let engineers like, do that yeah, yeah. Uh, someone's a little prideful yeah and and i'm assuming somewhere else on the oh somewhere else on the mm -hmm. ring world they're doing uh rutherford's having this little thing mm -hmm. so you've got like a a dash a story and an a dash b story yeah for lack of a better term and then you get the b story which is all the uh stuff that uh mariner and rutherford and tindy are dealing mm -hmm. with up in the uh the uh ship room yeah which i'm guessing has got to be part of the computer core yeah i would think so it's 
it's the atypical Mariner where Mariner thinks they're 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 playing with her. They're doing this. They're Except doing. It's not her. It's Tindy. That's right. It was it is, Tindy. It's Tindy it's who's, Tindy's uh, this time. who's, con- it was... who's convinced that it's a hazing thing. That's right. The, the and Mariner plays into it because she, you know she's not going to be made a fool of. That's true. That's true. I forgot to be like this was more Tindy than yeah. uh, Mariner. But uh, you're so used to assuming it's Mariner's fault. <laughs> yeah, Mariner's going to do something right. <laughs> but it was like okay, it's Tindy this time. But uh, which is like okay, be like I can see that. And of course, Mariner's going to play into it. Yeah. And then Rutherford like just follows follows the lead, and the it's it turns in it actually it turns into an uh, actual hazing, and it's more yeah because it actually was hazing actually was hazing, but the their their lieutenant their higher lieutenant I don't know what you call him. Okay, so the ranks are ensign at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. You've got lieutenant junior grade, which yeah. is what they're at. Yeah. Then lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Then lieutenant commander, mm-hmm. then commander, and then captain. Yeah. Now, granted, roles like chief medical officer, right? right. Those are those are roles aboard a ship, not necessarily a rank. True. But the chief medical officer is obviously in charge of all the medical stuff on the True. ship, that sort of thing. And technically, captain a commander can be the captain of a ship, and still not be at the rank of captain. I know that's weird, but that's just how it works. A little. It's not entirely military-based, but the head of the ship is the captain Mm -hmm. no matter what. Yeah. So it would be like... Unless an admiral's on board. Yes. I do do find it interesting that we are getting the... We're getting into the normal hijinks that the show does, Mm -hmm. that the characters are either... They are convinced something is going on, which most of the time nothing is really going on. They're just paranoid or yeah. there's like fear well, kicking in. This is the first time these characters who are basically red shirts. Yeah. Actually, one of them actually gets killed <laughs> for a half second. Yeah. So it's like, huh? You are there. They're, so they can die. Yes. They might still be brought back because this is not your time. Bradward Boimler. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But overall, I think this was a really good episode. It was, it showed, it gave um, Boimler a good, a good lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he gets blown up and he gets killed for a second, which I was like, oh my gosh, they actually killed Boimler. And it was like, oh, they brought him back. It's like, oh, okay. You know, it's sci fi Star Trek stuff. <laughs> which I will say this. Uh, Star Trek, you know, Gene Roddenberry, who created this, was an atheist and he was a humanist. Mm-hmm. So, in most Star Trek says when they are actually dealing with religion, it's usually about debunking the religion, right? Yeah. Or if there is other religions in there, it's it's not always about that because Deep Space Nine did have you know the Bajorans had their religion with the prophets and all that living in the celestial temple, aka mm-hmm. the wormhole. Uh, but that was after Gene Roddenberry had already passed. Mm-hmm. So af- after he's kind of, you know, left, the, it's they have been adding more pro-religious stuff back into the show. Yeah. And then this whole thing with the koala mm-hmm. and the fact that they stayed in continuity with Shaq's talking about the giant pyramid mm-hmm. and everything. And I'm like, oh, wow. So this is, this is slowly becoming a thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, honestly, I am very curious if this will 
uh, the thing with the celestial with the cosmic koala or whatever I'm calling mm-hmm. it this week. I think yeah. I've, I think I've called it celestial koala and yeah, cosmic koala, but I, think I like you cosmic have. koala better. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious if this might show up in another non-comedic show, mm. or if we'll eventually get uh, confirmation that this is like my original assertion mm. as to what the cosmic koala was this is all q just being a jerk <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious that would be hilarious do everything i understand of like who the character entity of q is he would do it oh yeah of course. The, the problem is i mean he's outside of a couple of quick like jabs in, in lower decks, which mm-hmm. was made solely just because they wanted to bring Q in. Mm-hmm. And then a storyline involving Voyager, he's mostly been Captain Picard's nemesis. Mm-hmm. And technically he died. Technically he died. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Technically Q is dead. I presume in a Picard? It, it isn't Picard. I won't say when. Okay. But... You have to think fourth dimensionally to oh. understand <laughs> Q in this instance. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I think that's actually going to be it. Cause this I is, think so. uh, there's well, just not as much to talk about with this no. one. And we're only doing one episode this time. That's true. So, also, I do want to bring up the fact that we oh, do, yeah. there is the, the looming problem of this lone, either vessel or probe yeah, with, or whatever is taking out, you know, different... and it did not show up in this no, episode. So, uh i am looking forward to seeing that i haven't looked up the name of the next episode yet i think i saw it a moment ago because i was looking at lower decks earlier i had it and then i clicked a button and it went away wrong button something borrowed something green okay so i'm guessing is tendy getting married maybe I mean, there was that shot in the trailer of her and Mariner on obviously Orion planet. Okay. Are we going to see the mistress of the winter constellations getting married? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I still want to know what that's about. And this might be the first, this might be the best chance we're going to get to find out what her actual role was and how much of a rebel she's being because i have a suspicion she's rebelling yeah (laughs) against her orion upbringing i I, I would be very shocked if tindy was a little more rebellious than mariner (laughs) it's all relative it's all relative culturally true i mean Either way, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, join us next week for something borrowed, something green, and we will catch you then. But in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at G George 759. His Twitter at G George 759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at the Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at the Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. 
The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L.